Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. rabbi. There's a persistent assumption that many people carry that the heart contains a certain kind of intuitive wisdom that is accurate. And while the mind can get confused in all sorts of information and data, the heart seems to have a, an orientation towards true north, towards what really is and what needs to be and what I need. And therefore the heart can be trusted. And so you find people saying things like, I just knew in my heart that that's what needed to happen. I just knew in my heart that she was the one for me. I just knew in my heart that he was telling the truth. And you have to wonder, where does that assumption come from? Why are people so sure that there is some truth voice living in their heart that as long as we can tune into it, we can be guided towards what is true and what is necessary and what is real. And therefore, the work is to sort out and filter out the data and the facts, as it were, so we can get to the truth. I certainly wouldn't dismiss that whole premise out of hand. I do think it is difficult to find, to reach a true sense of what it is that I feel. There certainly is a lot of noise out there. A lot of conflicting voices, as it were, that I would need to filter out and push aside. But what makes me think that my heart doesn't also contain conflicting voices? And even if I can reach that state where I am tuned into what my heart actually says, who's to say that what my heart says is not also complex and conflicted and rooted in multiple voices and some elements of self-sabotage and some elements of self-deception, etc. It would seem that even if I could again reach that place where I know what my heart says, I should then also ask an additional question. Why does my heart say what it says? Is my heart unified here? And if not, what are the multiple voices that are within me right now? How do I sort those out? How do I navigate the complex, intertwined voices inside of my own heart and figure out how I should act or orient myself in this situation? The Jewish tradition has no questions about this. The Jewish tradition is certainly and fully aware of and cognizant of and alert to the fact that there are many voices in the heart and that it would be unwise to simply listen to the heart as it were and to act accordingly. So you find passages like this in the Talmud in Brachot 61a and it goes over into 61b and this is a passage in which the rabbis of the Talmud attribute certain attributes to the organs of the body and it says as follows, Tanu Rabbanan, the rabbis taught, Kelayot yoatzot. The kidneys give advice. 
Lev Mevin, the heart understands. And from there, the Talmud goes on to describe the functions of the lungs and the liver and the spleen and the gallbladder, etc., and how they have these kinds of emotional parallels. And this is a, something that I imagine is reflected in other systems of medicine that acknowledge that the different points in the body contain different attributes or reflect different attributes. But what I want to notice here is this idea that the kidneys give advice. And Rashi says on that, The kidneys advise the heart and say, do this. As it were, the kidneys reflect a certain kind of instinct. Actually, two instincts. They are broken up into the left kidney and the right kidney. And as is true in many elements of Jewish spiritual anatomy, as it were, the right side is the life-giving, generous side, and the left side is the restrained and or unrefined and or death-giving side. And both of these kidneys, these advisors, as it were, are advising the heart, do this. And they may well, I would say, likely are not giving the same advice. They have different impulses. They have different goals, as it were. And it's the heart's job to understand that. As Rashi says, What is it to do? If it should listen to the advice of the kidneys or not. So the heart's voice, if one could tune in to the process of the heart, the heart would be receiving an impulse and would be deciding and figuring out, is this an impulse that I should follow or not? And how will the heart decide that? And will the heart get it right? To answer that, or to offer a little bit of insight, we find in Kohelet, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, Lev Chacham Limino, the heart of a wise person is inclined to the right, Lev Kassil Lismolo, and the heart of a fool is to the left. And it may be that this is referring to which kidney the heart is orienting to. If the heart is listening to the right kidney, as it were, inclined to the right, to life-giving, at the generosity and connection, or if the heart is inclined towards the left kidney, which is advising towards something more selfish and perhaps more destructive. And we find ideas like this in Mishle, Proverbs chapter 18, Lo yachpos kesil bitavuna kiim bhitka lotlibo. The fool seeks not understanding, but rather only to reveal what is in their own heart. And there are many, many more. Taken all together, these indicate that the heart in itself is not wise. The heart of a wise person might be wise, but the heart is simply the gathering of or the expression of that which is already inside the different factors and elements. What the heart does, as it were here, is it just puts it all in one place. It puts it up into the front of our minds, as it were, and gives us a way and a place through which we can start to engage with the different things that we already know. And hopefully we can become conscious of those things and give ourselves a chance to navigate them and to try to figure out what's happening here. What is this? What do I think already? What are the different voices that are happening inside of me? How do I navigate them? How do I figure out how I should act in this situation? 
And that is absolutely essential and quite difficult to tune in, to actually become aware of what I actually think and what I actually feel and to filter out some of the noise of what's coming in from outside enough to become aware of myself. But that's simply where another stage of the work begins. And unfortunately, it doesn't quickly resolve. It doesn't become simple because the heart itself has its own complexities, as it were. So returning to this question that we began with today, how can I trust myself? How can I trust my heart when my heart is telling me something? Trust this person or connect there or he's the one or she knows what she's talking about or whatever it may be. How can I trust my heart if my heart is drawing on complexity and is itself complex? And I'd like to offer you two short answers from Rebbe Nachman of Breslov, both of which are just tips of the iceberg and are worthy of deep exploration in and of themselves. But one approach that Rebbe Nachman gives is encouragement to feed and to support the side of the heart that is inclined towards tov, towards good, towards holiness, connection. And that is accomplished, he says, specifically through Torah. By learning, not only do we gain information that can help us make good choices and to navigate the voices of the heart, but we also gain energy. We gain nourishment to that which is good within ourselves and will then allow us to hold what we can hold in our hearts and also to trust ourselves that we'll be able to emerge from the complexity of that situation with a positive sense of how to move forward. And the other advice he gives us in lesson number 156 in Likute Maharan, which is very, very worthy of deep exploration, he says there that we can strengthen our capacity to hear the best voices, to navigate them and to emerge from that complexity with something clearly oriented towards what is positive. That can be accomplished through that a person's heart is aflame, as it were, impassioned, enthusiastic, burning towards God. Contrary to Another possible orientation of the heart, which is to to be passionate and enthusiastic towards unhealthy things, towards transgression, towards violating, whether it's violating our agreements with God or our own integrity or our relationships with each other, how that tends to be an expression of passion. If we can orient our passion towards the divine, then that passion will translate to a capacity of the heart to again navigate those complexities and to emerge from that difficult encounter with a, an orientation towards the positive and an orientation towards something healthy and generative and also authentic. So when we strengthen the heart in those ways, whether it's through learning or whether it's through building a passion, really cultivating a passion towards what is good and what is true, when we do that, then the voice of the heart can be trusted as to be what Rabbi Nachman says in this lesson 156, to be truly the voice of God. 
truly, literally, as Rabbi Nachman says there, divine inspiration. The heart can literally be a voice of God in our lives if we do this work. So again, the heart contains immense, immense, immense potential and responsibility to gather up all of the different voices that are moving through my life, all the different impulses coming from my kidneys, all the different instincts that I have to sort it out, to figure out what's real, what actually deserves a place at the table in the conversation about what it is that I should do. And that combined with passion and intensity and with nourishment towards holiness can allow my heart to do the difficult work of sorting through all the different voices and to find that which is real and that which is true and that which is genuinely the voice of Hashem in our lives. It's an incredible level. It's an incredible level to aspire towards. And I imagine it's an incredible level to be on where when I'm in a situation, I can literally and quickly tune into what it is that my heart is saying and I can know and I can trust that what my heart is saying and what my heart is telling me to do is literally the message and the directive of Hashem, of God in our lives. Halavai. May we all merit to at least take a step every day on this path, doing this work so that we can ultimately become trustworthy messengers of the divine message in the world to help make our lives and our worlds a better place. I mean...